Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, this is Hashem BPW number 42, that's Bayez Pnimi, Shia number 2 for the women, and we put out a PDF, and this is a not easy Shia to, to listen to and to absorb, um, we gave this for the husbands as well on the men's side, and we're giving it for the wives here on the women's side, there's a PDF here, ways that you may have hurt your husband, and how to correct it. The original PDF was the husband hurting his wife, but it goes both ways. And therefore, um, here is where the real change takes place, when you really make a cheshman anefesh on these things and work on changing those behaviors and making a whole 180 and acknowledging what was done wrong and to correct it. So we talked about some of them. We mentioned a lot of them. We're going to go through some more. And some of the ways you may have hurt your husband is being impolite with him, being sloppy, um, being disrespectful. Um, We're not going to get into it right now. Number 68, 69 are sexual aspects. But again, we had other shirim about that. And we're going to continue to have other shirim about that. But that's something also to think about. Um, 70 is very key. The stubbornness of being unwilling to admit you were wrong. Men have this problem. Women have this problem. It is very difficult. It hurts the ego. And it takes a lot of moral strength to be a healthy adult. To admit you were wrong and give a wholehearted apology without the buts. Without but, I'm wrong, but, you know, if you would have done, but totally submit to the fact that I was wrong. And I made a mistake, or I didn't behave well. And I'm going to fix it. Just like when you're in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu before you're in Kippur, and you have that achna to admit, I was wrong, you do that towards your husband as well, and husband to wife. Being too busy with work and activities or whatever it is and neglecting your husband or not showing compassion or understanding for him when he truly needed it. Um, Not letting him lean on your gentleness or strength from time to time. Criticizing him. Just like in this 8283 over here where he, a husband, is unfairly criticizing his wife for her feminine characteristics, for the fact that she's a woman and she has certain emotions as a woman. Being the Yitzhaver that comes with a sensitivity. And he may have been overcritical of his wife for feeling that. That's HaKadosh way HaKadosh Baruch made her. Same thing the other way around where a wife could ridicule the masculinity of the man and make fun of it and deride it instead of respecting it and understanding its challenges. Budgetary things, being very serious, not having a sense of humor, not lightening up when you need to lighten up. 86, the last one on page 89 not and page 89 yes 86 not telling her how her or in this case him how important 
he is to you. This is sometimes very often neglected. You need to do your best to tell your husband, you are special to me. You are very important to me. You're the most important thing in my life. 87, not sending love letters, emails, texts from time to time. 90, very important. Both ways, husband to wife, wife to husband. Not to put an arm around him and hug him when he's in need of comfort. And again, you know, whether you do these things in front of your children, you don't. That's an old personal choice. There's this reasons this way or that way, but at least in the private setting, doesn't have to be a sexual thing, but simply hugging each other, giving him a big hug, and being honest, 92, being honest, being straight with your husband or wife, telling them, being truthful to them. 94, continuing distasteful or harmful habits, like coming home drunk, that's a problem with uh, men with kiddish clubs sometimes, or wives with their habits, whatever their habits may be. 96, ignoring her relatives or his relatives and people who are important to him. It's also very important. You may not like that particular person so much, but they're an important person in your husband's life. So you give that person respect because that person is important to your husband. 97, could give many, many sure on number seven, 97, taking him for granted. Or in this, when it's read here, taking her for granted. We take our wives and husbands for granted. And we need to work against that. 104, criticizing him behind his back. This is very painful because they hear the criticism from someone else. 105, blaming him for things in your relationship that are clearly not his fault. This is very true. Again, it goes both ways, where you deflect the responsibility of your own responsibility or some circumstances that took place that are really truly, truly not their fault at all. How often does it happen when you're in a bad mood about something else entirely and you lash out at your husband or husband lashing out at his wife when it has nothing to do with them? 106, now think about it on the man's perspective, that very often a husband is unaware of his wife's physical limitations and he treats her like a man and being very rough with her. So that's more common than the other way around. But it is true very often that many wives could be very harsh with their husbands as well. Not being aware when they're tired, when they're overwhelmed, and just harshly just say just be a man you know rough it you know it's your responsibility to get on with it you know and that roughness is very very hurtful 108 acting like you're a martyr if you go along with your husband's opinions you know like you like like you roll your eyes i have to do this you know i'm sacrificing and being resentful when you try to make a compromise when instead of the healthy part is just enjoying and agreeing to work out that compromise in a giving way. 113 is escaping into too much TV or other types of things and neglecting your husband, neglecting your children. 
and um, humiliating him, not taking the time to prepare to enjoy sexual intimacy is number 116. But again, we're not going to get into detail on the sexual aspects in this particular shear. Again, there are issues that happen both ways where they hurt each other in this way. And because that is such a vulnerable point, a vulnerable aspect in their relationship, it requires care and sensitivity when addressing the sexual intimate aspects between the two. And, and it's just very, very um, eye-opening type of list over here. And we could add to this list. But as unpleasant as this list is, to read and to talk about of the last year and this year up to this point, it is extremely crucial that you do so. Husbands, I told it on that side. Why is I'm telling you to do on this side? We cannot hide from this. This is the wake-up call. This PDF here with reading this, and it may not be exactly your situation, but you think, you think, long and hard about all of these items here and you make a deep commitment I'm going to change I have a choice now you have Bechira it doesn't make a difference what I was before I am going to be a wonderful wife going forward and create healing in my marriage it is totally in me I'm going to go back to 95 here we mentioned it in the last year because it's one of the ways how to love your husband or wife and this is one of the ways you neglect it. So let's look at 95. Not treating him as if handle with care was stamped on, their, on his forehead. This handle with care concept that we mentioned in the last, you know, two shiurim ago. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu basically telling you, I put into your domain you're telling the he's telling the husband, I put you the your wife's neshama in your hands, and he is telling the wife, I put your husband's neshama in your hands. Treat it with care, handle it with care, handle it with sensitivity. You have the ability to heal. You have the ability to transform. You have the ability to create this matzav where your spouse's soul will be will shine and will thrive and you have the ability to access that you have the key and to recognize and to admit your part in weakening your marriage to recognize that to recognize that maybe it was your harsh critical attitude towards your husband that may have caused this drift He's not perfect either, and he has things to work on as well. But you look at the responsibility of what you have done or didn't do and what you can do to correct it going forward. Expressing genuine sorrow when you offended your husband. They are too valuable to treat in a negative way. And if you offended your husband, express genuine regret for hurting him. It's extremely important to do that. And to ask forgiveness if you were offensive or you hurt him. And to sincerely work on changing your ways. 
Again, it's so effective when each one does it on their own. The husband listening to the other side, they're reading this very list that you're listening to now. And instead of what we normally do is read it and say, I'm the victim here. All these things, this is what he's doing to me. And he's reading it and he's saying, these are all the things that she is doing to me. That's human nature. But we have to fight our human nature. Hashem wants us to go deeper and to say, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from me. Husband looks at the list over here, doesn't try to push it away and throw it on his wife, but let me read the list for me. What do I need to do? And the wife, the same thing. She reads this list not to create grievances against her husband, but the reverse what is there in these hundred things that I failed in, that I need to work on? Each one does that, and they meet with each other, and they embrace each other, because they're both working on correcting and healing the wounds. One needs to get to that point where they say, yes, I know I get frustrated at you, you get frustrated at me, I focus on your flaws, you focus on my flaws, it ha- the buck stops here, it has to end now. We can go on forever and ever with a vicious cycle blaming each other for our flaws. But now we have the opportunity to look at ourselves in the mirror and become better wives. Wives looking at the, their, the wives and becoming better wives and husbands looking within them as husbands to become better husbands. Each looking in the mirror for itself, for themselves and what they need to do. And that's an extremely important thing. I want to be Messiah this year with a very important point. Sometimes what happens is, is as wives, you would read these PDFs, you would say, I need to fix things, and you actually start doing that. And you start working on your tangible behaviors towards your husband, and you are improving, and you're becoming better each and every day. And you are removing the resentment and the harshness. You're becoming more tender, more loving, more caring. But what happens a lot, especially if the wounds are deeper and there was harsh behaviors for a long time, your husband may be cynical at this point. He may be very cautious. He may be so hurt that he's afraid to open up because he figures this is not going to last or there's something insincere here. And He's incorrect because you are sincere and you mean business and you want to correct things, but he's not yet there to accept that and to feel that. And what needs to know is you need to have patience. Don't get upset when your husband does not yet believe you, does not yet recognize that the work that you're doing is sincere and lasting. And that he's not at that point yet that he believes you. And he may even say some harsh words like, you know, what, <laughs> why are you behaving that, that way, this way? What, what are you, uh, what's up your sleeve? Or being cynical like that, which is not right. He shouldn't do that. He should acknowledge if, he's, if you're being warm to him now, the smart thing and the right thing is for him to acknowledge, I appreciate you being warm and nice to me now. That's what, that's really the right approach. But if it's not like that and he still has that shell because he's hurt so many times he doesn't believe you, 
The key is persistence. Not to give up, not to throw your hands up or get frustrated. Why my husband doesn't believe that I really changed. Give it time. Give it patience. This is a general sight in Shalom Bayes overall. To daven for Shalom Bayes, to work very hard at it, day in and day out, and then the persistence. Persistence means you keep at it even if you don't see results. You keep at it even if it looks like a month went by, two months went by, and there's really barely any change. It's like the dripping of the water into stone. Ultimately, it'll give the impression. Ultimately, it will heal. So you have a bracha over here. With Hashem's help, if the men do their part and the women do their part, not looking at each other, pointing fingers, but reading this PDF of the 100 ways to love your, your wife, that the husband reads that, and the 100 ways he possibly could have hurt, hurt his wife and reads that and tries to correct that. And then the wife on the other side reads these PDFs, transposes it to the point of what 100 ways to love him the way he is and 100 ways to figure how he, how she may have hurt him and how to correct that. Each one does that. There's a tremendous healing, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has tremendous nachas ruach from that. And that's when the negative turns into positive. That's when the light turns into darkness. And that's when the power of forgiveness creates a stronger bond than ever before. As we know that the, that the connection to Hashem after a sin, after the tshuva, is much deeper than if they would not have sinned at all. Similar husband and wife that may have hurt each other even deeply, but when they get past it and they forgive each other, their closeness is beyond measure. And may we all be zeichet to that closeness in every single home in Klai Yisrael. Brach and